Welcome to the Minimal Experience Podcast. I'm Janine, and today I'm going to be talking about how we do the holidays as a minimalist family. So the holidays are coming up, and I thought this would be a good topic to cover today. I'm going to go over decorations, gifts, and general festivities. December is my favorite month of the year. The whole month is just so festive and joyful and magical, and you can totally feel all the magic of the holidays without having to really buy into the material aspect of it. So let's go through four points of the holidays. Number one, the decor. I'll start with decorating for the holidays. We have a fake Christmas tree that lives in the attic. We actually got it years ago from an older lady who had too many Christmas trees. I had never heard of somebody with more than one Christmas tree before, but apparently you can put trees in more than one room. I guess this is a good time to say, if you have more than one Christmas tree, think about donating them all but one. So the Christmas tree is one of the very few items stored in our attic. Along with that is one tote of Christmas decorations. I have maintained that as my limit and only keep the decorations in there that really really make my heart feel excited. The best of the best. The ones that have sentimental meaning or family tradition or just a really magical feel. When I take these out, part of the joy for me is decorating with these special holiday items that I only see once a year. It's manageable to take them out and display them and then at the same time it's super manageable to pack them up once the holidays are over. If you have too many decorations, those things turn into clutter long after the holidays have wrapped up. They just sit like a stale reminder that you still haven't put them away. If you have those emotions, then it's not joyful or enjoyable. It's a chore. And if it's a chore, then what was the purpose of doing it? Oftentimes they hear that families will do it for it to be a magical environment for their children. Well, children don't need an overwhelming amount of holiday decorations for it to feel magical. And if your house is already cluttered, then having that additional holiday decor only makes it more cluttered looking. It hasn't transformed your house into anything magical. It just looks like a holiday decor mixed in with the normal clutter. I also like the idea of doing a few larger decors such as a Christmas tree or a garland across the fireplace mantle with nothing else in the mantle or perhaps garlands draped on any other flat surface with a maximum of one holiday decoration. Regardless of how much you want to put out to make your house feel festive, don't do more than you can mentally tackle or put away in January. Point number two is the mood. Music. It's easy to create that super magical environment with music. That is to have holiday music playing. What do you remember about your own childhood? I remember the tree and I remember the music. My parents had that music going nonstop from the day after Thanksgiving. It sticks in your brain and in your memories. Another is the Yule Log that you can stream on your TV. Both these are something you can just turn on and it's fast magic. Even if you don't decorate at all, if you've got a Yule Log and holiday music going, you are set. Point three, we've got the holiday traditions. What are some of your family traditions? Baking, maybe family parties, maybe hot chocolate nights. It could be something so simple, but if you have something simple that you consistently do just one time a year, you will feel the magic of the month. This shouldn't be something stressful like throwing a huge party year after year. It should be something that's really easy to do even in the most stressful of years so that you know you can always do it and keep that simple family tradition alive. Mine is making gingerbread cookies. We make them and eat them once a year. To keep the holidays enjoyable, less is more. If you are stressed from the holidays, then make some changes. 
pull back, do less, go to less parties, bake less, decorate less, shop less. Who are you trying to please? Your family is going to be fine with simple. You aren't Santa Claus and nor should you be. If you're stressed, the holidays might not be as enjoyable for those around you as well. And that brings me to point four, the presents. Who do you feel that you need to buy gifts for? If it's a long list, I'd first check in with those people and see if you can make an agreement to spend time with that person in lieu of a gift this year. I'd rather spend my time hanging out with a friend than shopping for them any day of the year. I know some of you have gifts as your love language. I am aware of the people in my life whose love language is gifts. For them, a gift is important and therefore I respect that if they are someone close to me and I want them to know that I do love them, I will give them a gift. So what I'll do for everyone is I'll keep a list on my phone and throughout the year when I think of a gift for them, I'll pop it on the list and get that in December. For the rest of the adults in my life, and I should say the majority, we will do an experience together instead. This year, I'm hoping to take a train ride through the mountains with my parents as their gift and that will only add to the magic of the holidays. And as for kids. What do we do for them? Kids have been conditioned in our culture to expect a massive Christmas and a lot of gifts. Therefore, we as adults believe that we have to raise the holidays to that expectation so as not to disappoint our kids. Now, I've been living as a minimalist as long as my kids have been alive, so they have already been raised to know that they are getting one present from mom and dad and one small present in their stocking from Santa. Now, remember that they are getting a present from their grandparents and their aunts and uncles as well. Every year, I still think it's way too many toys. After Christmas, the kids then have to make choices as to what they're going to keep and what toys they need to donate to fit everything in the drawers in their room. That may be choosing to donate some of their older toys to fit in the new ones, or sometimes they donate the new ones that they just don't quite like, and that's okay. From family members, we always request that the gifts are consumable or an experience. However, often people want to give a physical gift, and that's super fine. The joy is in that moment when you open the gift with that child, and I'm not going to take that joy away from a family member. We can always choose to give consumable or experience gifts to our children. And by consumable, I don't necessarily mean food. It can be anything that gets used up, such as paint, nail polish, clay, science kits, craft supplies, you get the idea. And then an experience gift is something that you would do with the child or something for the child to do another time. You can find lists online to give you ideas for the ages of the child or the person that you're thinking of. Now my kids are five and seven and perhaps because Christmas has always been this way, they have not once asked us why they get less gifts than their friends. We've just always been really clear that the holidays are about the music, the food, and the time together as a family. And it should be. I enjoy the holidays so much because it's easy. I'm not shopping. Decorating takes the family an hour to do the tree in the house. We bake when we want to do so together. I'm not baking so that the family has an array of cookies to sample throughout the month. With the adults and the family enjoying the holidays, the children can enjoy it more because they are getting to do what children crave, and that is to spend quality time with their family and loved ones. If you can give your kids that, there's no amount of gifts in the world that can top that. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you have a calm and stress-free holiday season coming up here. I'll see you on the next podcast.